Rando Banter, Larry and Duff. Another uh, another beautiful Florida day. Yeah, you got the correct intro song on this one, two in a row. So we're on fire. <laughs> and I'll tell you, man, if it wasn't for you, I don't know if I don't know when I would have ever actually come to Florida in my life. When was the when was the moment you knew like all right this is where I want to be? Uh, you came and visited a few times like we talked about in college. Uh, yeah, Mike and I drove down to pick you up from college. I remember that's the the first time in my life I'd seen palm trees in person. I don't know if it was the first or second time that we came down, but for whatever reason you guys were busy and I went off like for a walk on my own. Yeah, I remember we went to the beach and you just after I had burned, and I was like, "I'm not going again." Uh, possibly, or maybe, maybe you had a, a hell of a night the night before. Few too many. Yeah, and I think I remember you saying this because we left for the beach, and as shortly after we left, you had the you're like, oh, I'm, "I should have went." <laughs> it's because I think you're bored out of your mind. Probably. And I remember yeah. you walked to Target. I think. Yeah, right? I went off for just a walk on my own. <laughs> I, it might have been Target. I don't. My brain right now is not telling me where it was. Yeah. And I'm walking by myself down the street. Everything looks clean and new, and there's palm trees everywhere. Everybody just appears happy. I'm trying to think when that trip... That may have been a February trip, too. I'm not positive, but... No, they were both May. Oh, they were both May? Okay, yeah. I was going to say. But I don't think it was like a, a, a summer May. I think it was like a upper 70s, you know, maybe normal dew point where it wasn't like super humid. Oh, yeah. Some, some Mays will get like that, yeah. It was just beautiful. I remember thinking, like, why would anyone live anywhere else? Yeah, uh, but overall, no, it's it's been beautiful here, and yeah. th- there is a switch that happens uh, when you're like, All right, this is where I want to be. Yeah, but it's each time we came down. Like, it came down when you were getting out of school in '04. We came down. We went to pick up Aaron in '05. This place is beautiful. And then we were going to the Outer Banks '06, '07, '08, and it was like. This place is beautiful, too. But you got to remember, too, like, I didn't leave New England until coming to pick you up in college. Each time I would be driving down 95 and passing a new you are now entering New York was the first time I'd ever been in New York. And we all know how bad it it is to get to Florida and feel a sense of accomplishment (laughs) and then know you're four four hours hours left. Four hours from What? We're in Florida. We should be like down the street from you, right? <laughs> That's some of those boring drive. Big fucking the worst state. part of the drive too. <laughs> so you went to college at USF. You graduated what? Oh one, high school. Yeah, graduated high school in oh one. How did you like? What made you think uh, USF? I first I had a a crazy liking to Florida State. Everything about <laughs> my life was Florida State. Starter jacket, ten hat, you know, baseball hats all Florida State. I was writing poems about, you know, going there or football, poems. you know, poems or stories, whatever I had to do to, to get by in my English class. Cause that was one of my worst subjects, as you can tell by hearing me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I always had this love for Florida State. It probably grew from just watching college football and just seeing okay. the, the experience of, uh, was it Chief Osceola and Renegade the horse coming out there with the flaming spear, spiking mm-hmm. it in a what's it? What's that? The fifty yard line, <laughs> midfield. Yeah, can you tell? So English is not my strong suit. So yeah, I always wanted to come to Florida, and then I had family that slowly started moving down here. I had family that lived in the Tampa, Sarasota area. So when I was coming down to look at colleges when I was a junior in high school, checked out Florida State. The campus was beautiful. I just wasn't a fan of Tallahassee itself um and then 
said I checked out USF. Now, campus not as nice, but I got a much better feeling and having close family here. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely felt that USF in Tampa was the place that I wanted to be, and it really didn't take much. How long had your grandparents lived here? Probably off and on for, I don't know, four or five years. Before you went to school yeah, here? Same okay. thing with my uncle, probably more five or six. And that's yeah. why, so you came down here and looked at those schools specifically because they lived here or because you were like, I'm dead set on going to Florida State, but they happened to be in the same state? Uh, my uncle actually uh, got his master's degree from USF. Okay. So he graduated from what used to be called SMU, Southern Massachusetts University, now UMass Dartmouth. So he graduated from up there. Either there or Nichols College, I forget which one he actually finished up there. And then, um, yeah, came down to USF or came down to Florida and got his master's at USF. And USF was a growing school at the time. And now it's, I mean, it's huge. It's probably 50,000, you know, undergraduates there. So it's it's a pretty big campus. The football team was kind of moving up at the time. They've since, you know, for the last 10 years, they've kind of taken a dump. But um, still D1. Still D one got to go you know got to see a lot of a good college basketball players college football players um, as I had said on a previous podcast you know I saw USF play at, in Gainesville we played the University of Florida saw them play in Tallahassee and saw them beat Florida State and then I also saw them go up you know play Notre Dame and actually win in Notre Dame too so right. it, there was some good times around the late two thousands uh, oh, for yeah. USF football and um, it was great when I was there you know we were. I think we beat our first ranked team when I was still in college, and I remember storming the field because we beat Bowling Green, who was number twenty <laughs> at the time. So, but no, lo- love the campus, and uh, you know, still good friends with a few, uh, few of the my first roommates uh, sure. today, and yep. I really lucked out getting just randomly selected to go, um, you know, with with some of those guys, and so it was um, a cool experience. Loved it, and and then I moved back home for a few years because yep. student loans. Uh, had to pay those bills. Um, so, yeah, I was home for about two and a half to three years. I, I, all it took was two two bad winners. And I was like, all right, I'm looking for my first first ticket out of here. Yep. And I actually got lucky at, uh, you know, an uncle in the banking business who knew somebody. I actually didn't work for his bank, um, but he referred me to somebody. Did a did two phone interviews and then ended up getting a job. And, uh, yeah, a few months later, I was packing up my... 2003 Chevy Cavalier. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> with, with everything I own and trekking down to Florida. I still remember the going away party at your parents' old house. I mean, you, you had an apartment yep. upstairs, like everybody coming together and hanging out. That was, that was probably one of the funnest nights ever. And it was all you leaving, and it's like, you know what? I'm doing that eventually. Like, I didn't realize it would be almost nine years later. You did talk about it for a while, too. We did talk about it. You had a few things go on during that time, too. Oh, of course. Of course. And I'm glad we're finally here. It took a while, but the way it worked out, you know. So we, Megan and I had been, we had bought a house in Webster in 2008, which was just as the market was coming down. So things were kind of high. So we bought the market crashes in 09, March of 09. We're at that point, everybody's underwater on their houses that, that bought recently. Fine. Like we were talking about, you were still in your early to mid 20s. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was 23 when we bought our house. Yeah. Megan, I think, was 25. And it's like, okay, so we just bought this asset that now is we're underwater yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like perfect. Um, and the Great Recession's going on. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and through all of that, even with buying the house, 
we knew that a move was happening at some point. Like that was not our our final home. That was not our forever home. There's no way. I mean, we the house we bought, nice house, but it was in Webster where we didn't want to live, in Massachusetts where we didn't want to live. And it was a essentially a builder grade starter home that we bought. Nice house, but it, you know it wasn't anything for more than twenty somethings to to move into. So we bought it. We we lived there for a while. You know, kind of got our finances in line. And I think somewhere around 2011, 2012, or like we put a five year plan in place. Like, all right, our goals they're going to change. Our goals are now instead of building, you know things for Massachusetts we're like no we're building to move and we had talked about the Carolinas because of our Outer Banks trips but Florida was really where I wanted to go the whole time Megan was more open to other places she was definitely on board with let's get out of here most of her family they were away at colleges her parents lived in Alabama at the time None of her family were there. Basically, all of my family was, but they all knew. And I told everybody, look, I love you guys, but I can't stay here. (laughs) You know, I can't live. Like, this isn't how... I'm not a cold weather person. (laughs) Yeah. My few experiences out of cold weather. And that's honestly why I feel like everybody, when given the chance, you should live away from your home area somewhere. Just go anywhere else for... A couple weeks, a couple months, just experience other places. Because there are people, my mom included, I love my mom. My mom has not left New England. That's (laughs) She needs to get out of there and just experience something else to see. And I I think my mom loves her lifestyle and and what what she has and what she does. But I feel like she would love this more. And then I think it wouldn't be close. I think you need that. You need the support too. Right. So, uh, you know, you had your Megan's parents down here, very close. Uh, you know, I had my uncle, my grandparents that were close sure. uh, when I moved down. So you, you at least need something there that you're not just completely jumping down here. And when I moved down too, I also knew a lot of people from college that were still in the area. So that, that yeah. helped as well. So wasn't on an Island or anything like that, but, um, right. you know, I think actually me coming down here to college, that was, that was eye-opening, too, because I didn't know anybody that went to USF from my school. Everybody so you went, went there totally, basically yeah. cold, didn't know anyone. Just left, yeah. You had family in the area. <laughs> yeah. Which was, it's not really like me, but I, that's how much I just wanted to be in Florida. And that That's was, why I find it funny when we hear stories about you being, like, shy and quiet in high school. And I'm like, you definitely broke that mold quickly because... You wouldn't have been able to move to a, a state, you know, essentially across the country to the south with that personality. Yep. You I, know, we knew you I, with Olympia. You weren't, you definitely had the ability to break that mold. <laughs> yeah, as I take a sip of beer, but that's... Um, beer helps oh break yeah. that mold, oh yeah. especially in college. But I, I, it was really a lot of luck. It okay. was luck meeting the people that I did, rooming with the people that I did. Sure. Um, and it, that, that, of course, that gets you out of your shell pretty, pretty damn quickly. And yeah, I think that's uh, what Joanna and I live by is, like, just surround yourself with good people that you yeah. enjoy being around. Keep your stress low. Uh, like we were talking about before, you know, you were talking in your 20s, buying a house underwater. Like, 
those are those are was it apprehensive times like you're, yeah. you're pretty yeah you, you got a lot going on in your mind and we were talking a little before this about when we used to live paycheck to paycheck and that's never a good feeling and yeah. um so yeah it's good that you have the ability to know that now a few years down the road and have the ability to build something so you're not worried about that and that, that really does eliminate a lot of stress from your life some of the weird like when i look back on how everything worked out Sometimes I feel like I'm a believer in if it's meant to be, it'll happen. But then other times I'm like, well, that's just kind of a <laughs> cop-out bullshit. But then you look at our, our situation. So we were two terrible winters. We had planned and planned and planned. Okay, we're moving, and then we decided on Florida. And it worked out where, you know, Megan's parents were actually considering when, when her dad was a getting close to retirement and they basically told him look you can go anywhere that just needs to be near an airport they had considered all right well we might buy a house up in mass and i remember having a conversation with her mom one night saying that's awesome if you guys do that but i just don't want you guys to be upset when we decide we're moving to florida that's going to happen i don't know if they were going to look on their own anyway i'm not quite sure of the 100 percent the specifics of it but after that, her parents were looking for houses down in the Tampa area. Yep. And they had they had rented in Venice for a while. They rented in Bradenton for a little while. And they checked out different places. They ended up buying a house like 2014, 2015. And then when we were ready in 2016, end of 2015, 2016, you know, we wanted to just move before Emma started any kind of school. That was our goal. Yep. And everything worked out. 2016, where you know the finances are good, we're not underwater on our house anymore. We've saved a lot of money. We're not living paycheck to paycheck, and just yeah. everything worked out. We came down here in May of 2016 to apply for jobs with our house on the market. Megan gets hired at a couple places. I get hired at a you know a custom auto shop down here in, in Sarasota. So now we're both. Okay, we're in Florida. We have jobs that we can start in about a month. And before we leave, we accept an offer on our house. Yep. So it's like shit just fell into place time after time after yep. time. Yeah, sometimes it's that. luck, sometimes it's work, sometimes it's both. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't really own much that's expensive. So to just get rid of stuff and start fresh, it's kind of, I'm, I don't mind it's that at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And after, when we were moving out of our townhome about a year and a half ago, or getting rid of that stuff was, it w- it was a weight lifted, and that it actually keeps me thinking differently now too. Like I, I don't want stuff. Mm-hmm. If I walk into a room that's cluttered, it it annoys the hell of me. Actually, right now I got a trash bag full of clothes to donate because the closets were too full. Yeah, like I don't need this stuff anymore. Oh, so that's my closet right now. I'm just trying to simplify, simplify life. So. Actually, at my wedding, my mom picked the song "Simple Simple Man" by Leonard Skinner to dance to it, and it's just with me. So that's that sums it up I, perfectly. That's how, yeah, right that's how I want to live. Just keep it simple. <laughs> Would you pay, play like sport wise as a kid? Were you a t-ball? Were you a baseball guy? Were you a? Uh, I I as I mentioned on a previous podcast, I like playing all different types of sports. So I never. You know, we have nephews now that seem to just play one sport and stick mm. with it. Um, 
for me, I, I, it would be basketball in the winter. It would be baseball in the spring, street hockey in the spring. I played football one year. I'd play false, you know, false street hockey as well. So I just was always trying to be doing, and then I got into golf uh, probably about age 12 as well. And you could play that all, you know, spring, summer, and fall. So do you think because of where we're from, where everything is so seasonal, that it almost forces you? You can't play baseball in the winter. Yeah, I mean, I, I I should have gotten ice hockey with how much I love it now, and that's one of the thing, yeah, one of my biggest bizarre. regrets. But uh, yeah, it, it probably is that, and I also think it's, I think it's the sign of the times too. It's like I don't know if everybody thinks they're going to be a professional down the road or get get scholarships somewhere, so you have to just focus on this one sport. Whereas, I mean, I kind of looked at it; some of the best athletes ever were great at multiple sports, right? You know, right. and then they had to pick. You know, when they got to a certain point, but, you know, like, what's it like Kyler Murray gets drafted number one overall in football, but he's also drafted pretty early in baseball. Wasn't uh, James, Brady drafted James Winston, by like the Yankees or yeah. something? He was drafted by the Expos. Expos. Yep. Mm. He was an 18th round pick by the Expos. You know what? You know what position? I don't know why this came up, but I don't just because he retired recently, but I don't know. he was a catcher. Catcher. Okay. Yeah, big catcher. Interesting. But. Yeah. Six foot six catcher. Yeah, I think he was one of the last draft picks ever by the Expos, too, because it would have been a few years before he went to the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. But he also, I mean, Northern California, not quite the same cold weather, but semi-cold weather, so oh, yeah. you have to kind of rotate seasons. Yeah. When it's warm, you're playing baseball. When it's cold, you're playing basketball or football. or. So I played baseball through age 15, mm-hmm. played basketball through age 15 or 16. I think... Basketball was probably the sport I was the best at out of all of them, but my height kind of really my height kind of kept me from. Dude, I, I, re- I remember it. midnight ball. We'd be playing, um, you know, it'd be us and LaRose and the Cowdens would come out, and you were always a sharpshooter, launching threes. <laughs> I take it a little too serious. Burying threes, yeah, yelling at teammates when they miss shots. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. Come on, no, you beating on people. I didn't. I never wanted to be on your team. You were a um, field general, but for basketball. My whole thing in basketball was I loved going to camps. My high school team was either first in the district or we'd be second in the district to the team that would end up winning states. So mm-hmm. the years I was at Holy Name, it was almost impossible to break through Can't on that, that team. team. It was yeah. insane. So I played freshman and JV ball, and then I just the writing was on the wall. And then as we talked about before, once I started working – kind of sports went to the by the wayside and yeah that's pretty much what happened with me too once you start work another one i played street hockey too i played street hockey up through 15 or 16 and i always loved just running around doing just burning energy i don't know why that was just the you way that was my outlet you were a boy with a ton of testosterone <laughs> i was the same way just always be on the move one thing you might not know uh, that i did um it didn't really take off, but I had started the flag football league. You remember that? Well, we were probably freshmen and sophomore in high school. I actually started street hockey league. Oh, got out of here, really? And we did a draft and all that. And we were going to play at North Courts. So we were going to put nets like between the two poles or the basketball yep. hoop. We were going to play you there. You're organizing that, okay? I organized it. it. We did a draft. But, but you don't yeah. have any boards behind it? 
we were going to put nets. No, we weren't going to have the okay, boards behind. I was say. It was just going to be playing the basketball court length gotcha. with the nets yeah. being basically in the back. So there was yeah. no Probably behind the chasing, net chasing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> chasing oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time you miss it. the net, you got to go chase the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the league, unfortunately, nothing really ever happened because, you know, we didn't have licenses or anything at the time. So yeah. it was like... It was a great idea. It was yeah, a fun no, thought. You're always trying to organize something. I've always sure. been a planner. Always, always. So I did play football for one year. I think you I did? was. Uh, I was in fifth grade, so I don't know what that puts oh, so me. So it was like peewee type. 10 or 11. Can you get uh, – so, yeah, I remember the weight limit being up to 90 pounds. And I was – I think I was – I don't even think you're at 90 I 60, now. <laughs> I was like 65, 67. <laughs> Can you guess what position I played? Because <laughs> I was not fast. <laughs> Uh, you were an alignment at 65 pounds. A linebacker, maybe? Cornerback? It's probably the last position you'd think. Center. Yes. Are you kidding me? I was a center for that for three quarters of the year. No, I would never picture you <laughs> as a center. Absolutely not. It's pretty much I'd hike the ball and just try to get in the way of somebody trying yeah. to rush. Just get in front of him and fall down. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. But no, it was fun for a year, but being a center, it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't not a, not I, I, yeah. Unless you're a big dude and you like to smash heads, being nah. a lineman is just not fun. But I the good thing is ball. nobody nobody lines up a, a, over you, so I just had to go find an, a block. Like if we were running right, I just have to block somebody to the right. So, mm. um, but yeah, it was. I mean, again, at nine or ten, I don't know how much you're studying the playbook either. So right, you have you have five play calls. Growing up, I think my best sport was baseball. I was never, because of the age that I kind of fizzled out at baseball, I was never recruited or anything, but I played Little League baseball, minor league t-ball, that stuff. Um, my, like, Little League team, we won the, the town championship. Me and uh, Mark Talek was, like, our pitcher, Matt Bergstrom. We had, like, such a good team. We were loaded with kids that were just really, really good at baseball. It was fun. And then we, <laughs> our town did of everybody coming out of Little League, which was up to 12, going into the big field, um, we did a draft of anybody who would continue in the town league. And, and I was the number one overall pick going into coming out nice. of Little League. And I, don't know, I was on a team that stunk. So It usually happens with the number one overall yeah, pick. <laughs> yeah, we weren't very good. There was a couple of town teams, and I got picked on the, the one that sucked. <laughs> yeah, just ask the Jets. <laughs> yeah, but I ended up, the cool thing was that year I ended up catching, which is where I started. I think we talked about this mm -hmm. on another podcast with Scott. And I had started catching, and that's, I loved catching. I did that for a few years. Um, but then in, when I went into high school, I played our JV team. We were really, really good. Our like high school coach, who was, when I played basketball in high school, I played like seventh and eighth grade basketball. We, this coach Sylvester, <clears throat> he was also our JV baseball coach. The dude could coach anything. He was awesome, just such a great guy, funny. Um, I don't know if he's even still alive anymore, but um, he was our JV baseball coach. Just a, so fun to play for. Um, I think every, like, I feel like everybody on the team hit like 450. It was just like we would just crush. Sophomore year or freshman? Eighth grade could play JV. Yeah, nice. So eighth grade and freshman, I believe sophomore also I was on the JV team. Yeah, I was on the JV team because Steve, the kid that was playing center field for varsity was really good. And that's 
I was supposed to be his replacement. Yeah. Except I started working at Olympia, put on about 20 pounds, didn't work on baseball at all in the offseason. And when I came in um, my junior year, unfortunately, I was supposed to take over and be like the center fielder for our varsity team. And, uh, yeah, it just didn't work yeah. out. Started, you know, dating girls and going out to eat and putting on a little bit of weight. Yeah. There is a certain point that. where, like, I think – you're just regular athleticism as a kid. You can get by without working at anything. And it, it sounds oh, like but I sophomore. Worked, but I worked at yeah. it all. Like oh. I, I would play baseball every single day. Yeah. And then I think Olympia happened and drinking happened and girls <laughs> happened around that, you know, 15 years old. And that was unfortunately kind of where I peaked. Yeah. You know, I, I played, you, yeah. I played football, uh, eighth grade team. In ninth grade, I was on the JV. My sophomore year, I was on the JV team. In our homecoming game, varsity game, we're playing Milbury. And we're, we're, we're kicking their ass. We're up like four touchdowns. And so I get put in in the third quarter for just – I was playing fullback. Just a 32 dive. The three, I was a three back going to the two hole yeah. on the right side of the center. There's a 32 dive. And our, our O-line, Neil Allen, Mike Gagnon, cleared it out. And I – Fucking shot 80 <laughs> yards for a touchdown. Yeah. An 80-yard touchdown in our homecoming game my sophomore year. Nice. Like fast, like yeah. flying. My my junior year, I was not even fast anymore. Like I had, I was one of the faster people. In Little League, like one of my things was I would bat lefty to drag bunt. Just to okay. have yeah. a couple extra steps to the to yeah. first base. And because of my speed, you almost couldn't ever get me out. So anytime I would bat lefty. Everybody would yell, watch the bunt! <laughs> you know, and there was a couple times just for fun I would swing away. I actually got a base hit hitting lefty because everybody yeah. kind of came in. I hit like a little pop-up over the shortstop. But because he had moved in expecting a bunt, it just landed like right at the beginning of the grass in the outfield. Gotcha. So <clears throat> so junior year. <laughs> I peaked my sophomore year. Yeah, Junior year is kind of where it all went downhill. I played football in the early year. I was supposed to be, you know, the starting either fullback or running back, and just because I, all of the... <laughs> the coaches go, ah. Yeah, the, the athleticism was declining quickly because I wasn't putting in any effort yeah. anymore. We're going to go in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I played a little bit. My I played a lot of uh, my junior year. I, was full, I mean, uh, I didn't play much on offense. I was a linebacker. Um, split time kind of linebacker corner because I was still semi-fast. And then senior year, it was just like baseball. I, I just became the fucking third base coach. You said that on Scott's podcast. Yeah, that <laughs> just went all the way down. And then I didn't play football before baseball either. So not playing football, I played golf yeah. my senior year. So oh, yeah. all that workout you would get playing football didn't happen. I was working at a Oh, you didn't live weights during golf? <laughs> uh, not much. Kidding. <laughs> That's what I did four years was golf. Also, so. no basketball my senior year. So guess what? None of that running yeah. and staying in shape. So no football, no basketball. Baseball came, and I had probably gained you know thirty pounds since my sophomore year, and the, the speed was gone. And yeah. I could still hit, but I wasn't fast anymore. That's unfortunate. That's that's kind of how my sports career fizzled out. But yeah, I love playing point. golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love playing golf. Loved playing football too, but um, I definitely liked football a lot less playing. Yeah. I would have liked playing baseball a little bit more, but my issue was is I knew I was a 
from a competitive standpoint, I was better at golf at the time. So golf was a spring sport my freshman year only. So, yeah, that spring I had to decide golf or baseball, and I just chose golf. And, you know, once you, once you miss your year in baseball, and I wasn't good enough anyways, so mm. I kind of missed rolling that up too. But we had a couple guys drafted out of Holy Name too, so we actually had a halfway decent baseball team too. It's funny you mentioned baseball. Uh, we actually, uh, I don't know when this podcast will air, but we're going to try to get a softball team going, a co-ed softball team. So at the chili cook-off that was mentioned uh, a couple podcasts ago, we actually brought our gloves, Joanna and myself uh, and my buddy Andy, who was also on the podcast, and we started throwing, throwing the ball around behind the, behind the bar. While you're waiting? Yeah, no, just hanging out. Yeah, they have like a little kind of green patch of grass throwing like i think he said that was the first ball he's thrown in 10 years uh phil the the harp <laughs> i don't know if it's ready to go but <laughs> it can be <laughs> so phil we got phil out there throwing the ball around so uh but yeah i i will have to check with andy i know joanna was not uh feeling that hot this morning with her shoulder her arm so but yeah it, it, it's good to get back out there and start doing something again and move and so you married to, Madam Zero. Madam Zero, yeah. We can talk about all of our sports accolades. I don't have a nickname. Although when I would yep. hit Lefty, they would all chant Lefty Larry. <laughs> well, my last name is a horrible <clears throat> golf nickname because Duff is, Duff is a, bad, a yeah. shit shot. So. Right. <laughs> so I duffed it. It's like well, we had uh, Ryan on the podcast a little ways back. He he actually was calling. Oh, I was hit this shot and I duffed it. I was gonna be like Duff. How do you feel that they named a shitty shot after you? But I left it alone. It goes well. I left it alone. It's all good. Uh, you're better than you lead. So actually, Joanna started throwing some underhand pitching too. And uh, for somebody who's never caught something like that before, which I, I've I, you know, of course, I've warmed up uh, with her before games, but it definitely throws people off. <laughs> so. She like put some heat on it. Yeah, no, not yesterday. She right. she took it pretty easy yesterday, but so but we'll Fair see. Enough. Yeah, uh, there's a bet going around between a few of our uh, brew crew uh, about trying to be able to hit off of her. Yeah, I'm so, in on that too. All right. Yeah. Were there any other games you played as a kid? Like just kind of, you had mentioned that you talked with uh, when we had Jesse on the podcast. You yeah. mentioned some of the games, but did you play any like backyard games? Ours were all like wrestling type games or uh we would play you know the pine cones that would fall off pine trees but they didn't open so it'd be like a closed pine cone you know we would essentially play like a form of tag where we threw those at each other which is brilliant whatever keeps you busy as a kid right yeah next door to the little league field was the fire department the back wall of the fire department would have like a 30 foot brick wall wide open so we would play suicide okay And for those in the audience, suicide is a game where you throw a tennis ball or a racquetball against the wall, and whoever steps up to try to catch it to throw the next ball, if you drop it, you have to run to the wall, and somebody else can pick up that ball and throw it at you. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the point of the game. (laughs) Again, whether it's getting hit before you touch the wall, you're out. Yeah, you're out. so the point of the game, again, whether it's throwing pine cones at people or, yeah. or yeah, there was going to be some inflicted damage. Yeah. So. We also played, like, baseball with those pine cones. Okay. It was like, apparently, we didn't have wiffle balls or if we 
you know, we ran out of wiffle balls or tennis balls, we would pitch pine cones to each yeah. other. Because my yard had like three or four uh, big pine trees. Endless supply. Of- <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, so we would pitch those and hit those. And- yeah. For hours, we would play the, the suicide game at, at oh. our house. So, um, but we had we had special rules because the tennis balls wouldn't come off the wall quick enough for us, so we switched to racquetballs. And um, that's those blue balls. Oh yeah, yeah, they can really. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we had rules that um, certain certain brothers of my household who couldn't catch as well, we allowed two hands for them to catch the ball. Yeah. Whereas uh, we would have to play with one hand. And then we would have rules where you had to just throw the ball to the wall before that person hit the wall. Mm-hmm. Where uh, you know, whereas the other ones would just have to get pelted. Right. So the way we would actually annoy this other brother. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, Tony. So Tony would Tony would have the rule to run to the wall, and we couldn't hit him with the ball. So what we would do is we'd throw the ball at a certain angle that it would hit the wall and bounce back at him. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we played the game of angles, and we were still hitting the wall before he did. But sure. He'd, he'd and be he was catching it from the front. He was getting hit. <laughs> from the front, not the back. Which you so. wouldn't prefer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Tony. And then we, we had another game where, um, again, with racquetballs, because tennis balls wouldn't there couldn't be enough velocity coming off and we need a little more juice. Yeah. So we would, it was almost like a stickball game. So we had a long driveway. It was probably about 40 yards and we'd, you know, bounce one in and with a taped up wiffle ball bat, we'd swing to go down the driveway, but you got points for hitting objects. Wait a minute. <laughs> where, so where were you playing suicide off of your garage? Yeah. Off of the garage. Okay. But this is so now. Now just imagine the garage is the backstop of this long driveway, yeah, and we're yeah. hitting towards the street. <laughs> so you would get points for hitting parked cars, moving cars, moving cars. <laughs> windows. So Love it. we would try to time it out where there's a car coming down the street, and you know we make the pitch, and like so, we were very destructive as kids. Yes, and that carried on to our Outer Banks trips. Yes, <laughs> so. So we had to figure ways to keep busy as kids. <laughs> the, we didn't have cell phones and tablets. And well, we didn't have fields like you guys did out in the towns, you know. That's we're, true. We're you're in the middle in, of the city. so You're in Maine, South, and Worcester. <clears throat> so, yeah, just avoid the needles as you're playing the outfield, and you're good. <laughs> so that, that was some of our fun games that we'd play as uh, kids and occupy us for hours. We weren't ones to sit around playing video games at all, like which yeah. it's kind of weird now driving around neighborhoods when you don't see a lot of people outside anymore. That was that was a thing. Like when yeah. when the weather was nice, you were outside. You're playing sports. You were oh, yeah. especially after school. I mean, you even see it in adults though. Like if you go like if you're out at a brewery or something like that, and you see a table of four adults, everyone was looking, looking at their, at their phones. Like what? What are you doing? You're out. You're out of the house. Like, yeah. So that's why I, I don't really respond well on my phones. No, you're terrible I, at texting. But terrible. I have two phones <clears throat> and I don't look at either of them. Yeah, I mean, I do when we're out. If we're at a restaurant or we're in public, because I do make a concerted effort to not be on my phone. Uh, like, yeah. I mentally tell myself, yeah. "Phone in the pocket." You know, well, occasionally I'll take a picture of a beer, put it on yeah. untapped, that sort of thing. Occasionally. I, it's a lot more occasional now than it used to be, um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, I definitely would prefer the social interaction, talking to people. You know, fortunately, being a salesman, I'm on the phone with people all day. So, and then, you know, getting to go on work trips like to Vegas, like I've talked about, and meeting people in person, that's cool. I can't tell you how many times I would, people would walk into the booth and they're in their phone when I'm trying to talk to them. Yeah. It's like, hey, put the phone down for a second. I talked to you on the phone three times a week. I've never met you before. Put that away. Let's, let's talk. It's, it's crazy how they set you up for that, too, because about five months ago, I got my first iPhone because mm-hmm. I'm too many group chats that give me shit for not for being the green bubble guy. So be the green bubble. Guy. Yeah, I, pro- I want to go back to that. But Own it. The first setting that Fuck annoyed people. the living shit out of me was they had something. It was called like as soon as you lift it up, it would the light, the backlight would turn on. So at night, like if I just tried to move my phone or something like that, or say I woke up in the morning and I just grabbed my phone, it would light up. And I think it's just it's it's conditioning you just to oh let me look at this With right these, away. You physically have to shake. Oh, yeah. you got sh- okay. I got you. Well, no, I just turned it off. But like for a while, I'm going why the why the fuck does this do this? It's, it's annoying as shit because sure. every time I pick it up, like if even if it's just to put it in my pocket, the thing would light up. Like mm. so, it, it's it's Are you an annoying about the front lighting up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's your phone saying hey. Yeah, hey, you want to go on? Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's like a drug, and it's like so. But it's an interesting hey, world we live in. Yeah, it's true. We're it, talking like a bunch of <laughs> boomers. I know. <laughs> did you guys um, go to monster trucks or anything like that? Oh yeah, that was a good. Yeah, we did talk about this. Yeah, so monster trucks used to take me to mud bogging, um, and then the the other crazy one is a few times we went to. It was just a tractor pull, so you just had people that like just souped up their tractors trying to pull these sleds full of bricks or rocks or whatever the hell it was. So I went to those a few times as well. But how about yourself? Did you go to any of those? We used to go anytime Monster Trucks was in the area. Go to the Worcester Worcester Centrum. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like Bigfoot, Grave Digger. You know, I used to love that stuff, man. I'd go all the time. Um, they'd have the mud bog, like, I don't know, was that intermission? I wish they did that again. They, they don't do that anymore. They do. They, but, they, they, oh, they had do? It Raymond James not oh, too good. long ago. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it was just like a big mud bog through the middle of the cars, mm-hmm. and then somebody would just get going full speed, try to get through the mud. Like, now, I don't know if they do that part of it. Oh, that's, that's, what, you that's mean? what I remember, okay. yes. I haven't been since I was, yeah. you know, 13, 15, whatever. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, they did come through. And every year, there are monster jams at Raymond James Stadium. Yep. Um, I th- a few years back, I think I asked Tony if he wanted to bring Lincoln, not bring Emma. Because I asked Emma. I showed her on TV. I was like, well, this, is this something you'd want to see? And she's like, is it loud? Like, oh, really yeah, loud? Yeah. And yep. she'd be like, "Then yeah. no, unless I can. I like, what if we had headphones or earphones? Yep. So oh, you definitely need it, yeah. And she's like, oh, I'd go. Yep. So I'm like, okay. So I think I had yep. asked Tony. Um, and he was like, well, just the, the, it didn't line up. They weren't available. And then when they could go, we couldn't go. And so, but yeah, it's definitely something I did as a kid, loved doing yeah. as a kid. Anytime like Ringling, which is right here in Ellington, the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Yeah. I'd go to that shit. Loved that. I used to have like. That's still big down here. I don't even know if it is. I, I know they stopped like with the elephants and. Yeah, I don't know. 
I, I think there's something with the trapeze art. Like, I, I think they're getting away from a lot of that. But well, I, yeah. I do remember those, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, there's been like... Uh, I even went to a rodeo back in the day. and people <laughs> falling from like yeah. 25 feet high. And yeah. yeah. I think they've backed off of some of that. It's not the circus like it used to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I used to have like a big white mug that was a Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey circus with like a tiger on it. And then the handle became his tail. Okay. So, you still have it? <laughs> my drink, mother drink, might. Drink beers out of it. My, my mother might. Ha- I doubt it, but it stayed in Massachusetts. That would be cool. Though, when you go back home, you like you see that hey, stuff Mom, that you, you had as a kid. Yeah. yeah. That's how it is with my baseball cards and stuff. Because I yeah. used to have tons oh, yeah. of baseball yeah. cards. I just left them all in my old closet, which be, then became Cody's room. And I don't know whatever happened with them yeah. after that. But... Um, yeah, just that old memorabilia from that stuff. I, I don't. I still have a lot, but it's right now. It's just kind of taking up space. Where? I don't know. It's just all over the house. I still have. Oh, a you, st- you I still keep have it in your house. Storage. You unit. still box it up and. Oh yeah, oh, it's, it's in the storage. Just, unit. That's okay. terrible. I'm just wasting <laughs> so much money. Like, do you really care that you have a Curtis Granderson signed cleat? <laughs> I've told you how I feel about autographs and stuff. I don't yeah. care about any of that shit like that. Okay, a guy held it in his hand for a half a second and wrote his name on it. Yeah. So what? I, the small stuff, like I got a couple signed hockey pucks, um, you know, a signed bat or two, but it's just, there was some baseball cards that are signed, but it's just like, if it's small and you can just kind of put it away, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, some of the baseball, I had, I, we had used baseball bats from, you know, the spring training or something like that. <clears throat> like, oh, yeah. Do we really need this this guy who was, was relevant 15 years ago with broken bat? Yeah, nobody's just, now so, knows, he, knows yeah. who he is. Right. I don't know. I mean, even if it was like a Tom Brady signed to football, like, so what? He With a marker wrote his name on it. I don't care. I'd rather watch yep. him play. Well, and can't I can't do I, that anymore. Had, well, <laughs> so, and no, I, I know, but I, I had yeah. that opportunity. Yeah, oh, you see him live, yeah. Yeah, that's, I'd rather that than uh, football with, with that he wrote his name on it, scribbled yep. his name on it. Yep. Can't even make it out. <laughs> that's his signature, I'm telling you. That says Tom Brady. It looks like a couple of loops and a scribble. That's yep. how he writes his there, name. I don't a T know. and a B and a 12. There you go. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we see it. We would do the comedy shows, and you'd have fundraisers, and people would – they would that would be part of their fundraiser. They'd bring a yep. sports memorabilia oh, yeah. yep. guy, silent auctions, all of that crap. I wouldn't give you a nickel for any of that shit. Yeah, yeah. We we bought some of that back in the day, but then, like you said, like what do you do with it after a while? Right. Like, I think I have a Blake Griffin signed bobblehead, and I'm like, yeah. okay, what does this do right now? Yeah. And when <laughs> they have uh, from '04, when the Red Sox won the World Series. They like put um, some of the infield dirt, yep, and fucking like on these little like I don't know two by two squares and yep. put them on a plaque. Yeah, it's like okay, well that's dirt from <laughs> yeah. when the Red Sox broke the curse. Okay, okay it's yeah. dirt in a fucking yeah, on a on a plaque. Somebody spit on that. Like, yeah, yeah the second baseman was loogie on that. <laughs> I don't know. I, one of my buddies had a, it was like a puck shaped, you know, a little, a uh, little circle and it was ice from the winter classic. He's a Blackhawks fan. So I'm just like, somebody filled that up in a faucet, you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, they can sell everything now. 
and people will buy it and then realize in years from now, like, all right, it's not that important. Yeah. I mean, you could sell it. That's the thing is you always, oh, I could sell that for X amount. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if I have it, that's what I'm doing with it because it yep. really means nothing to me. Yep. I don't know about you. My, my shaping of taste in movies and music, I don't know, probably started around that high school age. I don't know which one you want to start with. Your music, movies, like what? For me, like, let's do, let's say movies. We all kind of came up in, in our group of friends. We all loved, like, old school. Old school. I was going to say, old school was probably the one that. Yeah. Anytime we got together, or at least that every other time. On. It was at least on in the background. But. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know year-wise exactly the order, but, like, Super Troopers. Yep. And those, those movies are always quoted. You know, yep. still to this day. It's kind of weird. I, I'd almost rather watch that movie the hundredth time than try to sit down and watch a movie that could be okay. Like, right. I, there's just something about like, or flipping through the channels and it's on one of the TV channels or something like that. I, mm-hmm. You know, and the, you just get, you get stuck on it. You're like, I can't turn this thing off. Yeah, I, this is too nostalgic for I'll me. I'll quote the whole damn thing, but right. I can't turn it off. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a, a ton of those like wedding crashers is one of those for me you know they're just dumb and dumber a lot of the jim carrey stuff because yep. i was all that same although jim carrey was i was like 10 years old when that came out but that hung around until we were in our 20s and yeah you know it was still relevant and funny and, and it's still funny they probably can't make them now or some of them but yeah so i think uh, everybody by now probably knows the movies. We've talked about a lot of movies. Yeah, and I, th- I think we haven't really graduated from anything in the last 15 years. <laughs> so, and a who few, knows? I don't know how many good movies have come out in the last 15 years. Uh, um, but yeah, from uh, I guess shows, I think have really come a long way. Whether it's a HBO show, Netflix, uh, or even documentaries. But mm. uh, and we had talked about one on the previous podcast about the Manti Teo. But for you, what what shows? Like we'll we'll start. I think. Comedy wise, I, I probably know your answers, but we'll start with that. It's nice and easy. But it'll lay up the office. I've watched that front to back a million times. One of this, and when we were talking about, uh, we had the episode with Mike and Q, and we were just kind of telling stories about Aaron. One of the things that I, I wish I would have brought up that I, at the time, just wasn't on the top of my head, was him and Julianne used to come over, and we would like rewatch the episodes of The Office from start to finish when we lived in Webster. Mm-hmm. And I watched, I think, the entire series with those two. So, And I think that was our second time through on The Office. Um, another one, we had Emma. We watched How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. You spend a lot of time when you have a newborn sitting back, holding the bottle, feeding yeah. it, rocking it to sleep. <laughs> How I Met Your Mother is what got me through that. So Megan and I watched that whole series they actually just came out with How I Met Your Father, which is on, I think, mm-hmm. Hulu, which Megan yeah. just started watching. I watched the first episode with her, and I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't work. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't seem like, and I watched like a YouTube video where they were talking about it, and the guy was like, eh, if you were a dude and you watched How I Met Your Mother, this probably isn't going to be for you. Gotcha. That was okay. like his rating of okay. it. Um, Which, by the way, was a, it was a killer show. How oh, I met your mother. I mean, that, that's one you can show. easily go back to and watch random ones, and yeah, you're fine with it. The last season was a little rough, but it I, was yeah. I, it was hit or miss. I think I, I didn't like. Uh, I don't. Should we spoil? I don't want to spoil it. 
I didn't like how it ended. You're right. Your last season was kind of rough. I'll leave it at that. For shows, I don't get too, other than those two, never really got too into watching front to back every episode of, of things. Like, I, we've watched a bunch of um, It's Always Sunny. Um, <laughs> we've watched some of, um, oh, what's the name of the show? Shit. That's not the name of the show. Shit's not the name of the show. <laughs> Shit's Creek. <laughs> Shit's, we did watch Shit's Creek, thanks well, to you and Joanna. Good. Pretty good. Yeah. That's more that was recent. A, that was a, yeah, that was a pandemic uh, binge. Yeah, pandemic binge. And it was something that I have nothing against, like, gay people or homosexuals or anything like that. Don't take it the wrong way. But so I, I thought, okay, so the main source of humor is going to be kind of that. And that's I'm not going to relate to it. And then I watched the show. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Eugene Levy's great. Eugene uh, Levy's yeah. awesome. Um, his son, who plays David, is yeah. awesome. Um, the mother is just out of this. The mother's the mother from shit. Home yeah. Alone. <laughs> yeah. um, what's her name? Uh, is it O'Hara? Ka- Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. yeah. And then the girl who plays his sister, you know, uh, Alexa. The Everyday yeah. oh, Alexa yeah. song was like fucking <laughs> yeah. wild. Like that show. Even was, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh. Oh, he's he's a comedian from way back in the day. The 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 mayor of the town. Oh yeah, yeah. What is his, his part name? is amazing too. Uh, yeah, uh, I forget. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. in so many movies. It's nothing about Mary. Right. He's actually in How I Met Your Mother. He's Lily's dad. Right, like, right, right, right. right. Yeah, his name's escaping us, but but just he like that that whole show. That I whole, think his name is Rolling Shit. Rolling <laughs> like, Shit, and it's Shit's Creek, yeah. named after the town, and then the, the creek in the town, which there isn't one. Which is funny, yeah. but <laughs> it's just it's something I totally did not expect to like and loved. I agree. And we've yeah. started watching some of those again, um, like newer stuff. Uh, we've watched Stranger Things. Um, I'm not a big sci-fi guy, but it was. Do you it, like that one? It's yeah. Oh, we okay. watched all four seasons, and I remember Megan's like, "I want to watch it." And I watched the first season, the first couple episodes. And I'm just like, oh, "It's brutal." And then I kind of you got into it. I was like, okay, you know, I gotta watch. I'm fucking invested, yeah. you know. Well, going back to humor, and this goes a little further back. This is always a good argument. Friends or Seinfeld? So Seinfeld is one. That's um. I, thank you for bringing that up because I've again brain not working. <laughs> I used to anytime Seinfeld was on, I would stop and watch. I used to like that type of just everyday nonsense I find funny. People <laughs> yeah, are like, oh, okay, it's a show yeah. about nothing. No, it isn't. It's a show about just what you deal with every day. Yeah. There's not a premise, I guess. There's not like a plot line, but it's actual life. And what's funny is watching it reruns as you're older and seeing situations they're in that like 24-year-old me doesn't relate to, but 38-year-old me yeah. is like, holy shit, that's hilarious. I love shows like that. Friends, I never really, when I was younger, not mm-hmm. now. It, was just, it seemed too, I don't know, scripted, haha, goofy, girly. Like, it seemed like it was made, it wasn't really made for men, in my I, opinion. I, I can agree with a lot of that. I think I like Chandler's character. Like, Joey has some funny lines, but I also mm. think, like, all right, you get the, he's just an idiot, you know? Like, yeah. all right, we had enough of that humor and... Ross is a dork. Okay, like there's only so many times you could go yeah. back to the barrel with we those. Get yeah, it. yeah. So and that was kind of the. I mean, 
don't get me wrong. It is a it is a good show, and mm-hmm. there's a reason why it's legendary. But and so I, many people love it. I, th- I will say I've watched again, um, kind of like Seinfeld. I've seen some of the episodes later, where it's like, okay, I, this episode relates a little bit more with me, I guess. Um, but still, that that show to me was too scripted, too looking to grab these little hee ha 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 yeah funny yeah. scenarios too they 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 wrote it too much yeah you know where the office they would write a plot line and then let the actors kind of fuck with it yeah and i think that's what made that so funny it's because okay here's the script all right now go do something yeah. else now now play with it I think I had read, or I heard somewhere that uh, Larry David on Seinfeld, he would only do like two takes. So there's actually certain scenes where you realize that they're laughing in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not, there's the seriousness is taken out of it. And, um, you know, and then you realize how bad of an actor Jerry Seinfeld is. <laughs> like, <laughs> and no offense to him, he's hilarious in yeah. the, you know, in the show. But when you start to, and I actually appreciate that more to see them laughing in the background just because, it's a comedy. Like it doesn't right. doesn't have to be perfect. Just go for the laugh, and mm-hmm. you know if they can't keep a straight face, then if yeah. we, that that's always part of a, a sitcom. If you catch somebody breaking, yeah, in a scene that's not supposed to be there technically, yeah, that makes it funnier. Or or an SNL when somebody's trying to get the other person exactly. to break, like yeah. it's almost when, like when a, the, it's a game behind the scenes, and you almost feel like oh my god, I'm seeing this firsthand, like. Right. That's why that Stefan character where <laughs> Bill Hader yes. Bill Hader is playing Stefan and um, John Mulaney is writing it. Bill Hader didn't want to know what he was going to say before. He wanted it to be fresh. fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the cue cards. That, that made that so funny because he couldn't. That's why he did the thing with the yeah, hand over yeah. his face all the time because he was breaking. He couldn't keep it together because yeah. it was so crazy. Wasn't there a Debbie Downer one too, where she Debbie just Downer couldn't one, keep yeah. she couldn't keep her straight face, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and nobody around her could keep a straight face? <laughs> yes, you know. yeah. Those are the ones that. But when you have scripted television like that, yeah. is you know, that's one thing. That's yeah, that's goofy uh, comedy, essentially yeah. improv. Yeah. That where it's okay to do that. Where when it's a scripted comedy and you're still catching those, like you can see yeah. in parts of The Office, where Michael Scott says something. And Pam shouldn't be laughing off to the side, but she's breaking and turning yeah. her head, and you know what's going on. Like that makes it funnier for me. Yep. So I love shows like that, especially in the comedy genre. I just that's where I've always been. I'm a I like to laugh. I don't ne- necessarily like to be scared or not scared, mm-hmm. but like so so like horrors and stuff. Eh, they're all right. You know, Megan likes American Horror Story. I watch some of them and I'm just like, ah, these are okay. These are fine. You know, I do like true crime type stuff, you know, shit that's real. Like they had that, um, like the American crime stories that they do. And they had the one with Andrew Cunanan and he killed that, uh, the designer. Um, the Versace? Versace. Yeah, yeah. So I loved that series. And I loved when they had uh, Bill Clinton with Monica Lewinsky, that last one. Before COVID, I loved that. Yeah, the basis in truth. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I love those types of shows. I think I watched like uh, I got into one recently. It's called like Catching Criminals or something like that. It's how they were trying to track down serial killers and mm-hmm. how you know how they would get maybe on the wrong path, the wrong scent, and then yeah. turns out it was somebody else. And so yeah, that's I, I kind of I agree. I like the true 
crime stories, the background of it, because it's almost like a documentary slash history rather than like, oh, let's make this up for, you know, like just the wow factor. Like, there's there's enough crazy shit that goes on that you don't need a wow factor. You don't need to write for this. Like, when I was a teenager or 20s and into my 30s, when America's Most Wanted was on, I watched that every Saturday after cops. (laughs) I wasn't a big fan of cops because it was, (coughs) excuse me, it was like the crazy part of life and it almost yeah. seemed like to a point they were scripting that to make it look as crazy as possible is that when you stopped wanting to be a police officer <laughs> that was well before that <laughs> well before that when i realized oh shit you're risking your life every day um and i'm a bitch no i'm kidding um <laughs> but like i loved america's most wanted i loved um you know unsolved mysteries yeah. um, the old robert stack with his voice and mm-hmm. back in you know 2019 this girl went on on a road just yeah. his voice and yeah. like telling a story that's a true crime story or something that actually happened yeah. and then trying to hey this guy's still on the fucking loose like we're trying to get call us yeah. if you know anything about this i don't know i love that shit yeah <clears throat> love that shit I, I haven't gotten into everybody's like you gotta watch Dahmer right now on uh, netflix that's i haven't watched that that one it's pretty heavy i, I watched it <clears throat> Did you? And it was good. Yeah. But it is heavy, and you just sit there and go. And I also realized that uh, it wasn't a hundred. It wasn't near a hundred percent factual. I no, guess. they got to Hollywoodize it. So uh, the the actor is amazing who plays mm-hmm. Dharma, and a lot of it is based. I think in he's truth. the same guy that's in a lot of the American Horror Story. Oh, wait, okay. Stuff. Well, yeah. yeah. He's he's, he's good. pretty solid. Yeah. He's good. So kid's good. <laughs> but yeah, for and it's not true crime, but it's written, and I everybody's probably annoyed for me constantly recommending this. Uh, but The Wire from HBO, The Wire is an absolute killer show. It's probably from twenty two thousand four to two thousand nine, give or take those years. Okay, but you got to put yourself in those ranges where there's pay phones, there's beepers, there's you know burner cell phones, mm-hmm. and. It just follows the drug trade of Baltimore from, from uh, literally from the the kids delivering drugs (laughs) all the way up to like city hall, like whether it's the drug trade, whether it's the politics being screwed up, whether it's the police force, you know, it's it's nuts. And um, I've watched that thing probably four. It's five seasons. I've watched it four times through. Like, and it's. So, I think they compare it to it's like this is the most real you're gonna see something to what is real life. Okay, the why. So, but it just like you just sit there and go, this is a this is an American city that it's a pretty big city. Yeah, <laughs> and you see how broken it is. You know, from the schools, from the you know all, all over the board. The, the papers. That's another thing too. Trying to sensationalize things. So mm. each. Um, each season has its own kind of set of characters, but a lot of them keep intertwining throughout the seasons. Yeah. So, but it's it, it's a pretty nutty show, uh, and some great actors came out of it too. Like I think that was Idris Elba's first go into like his first major role was in that. Okay. Um, yeah, there's definitely a couple couple other big actors that came out of that as well. I'll try to check that out. We do. I think we have HBO Max. Like I said, it, it, it's pretty heavy, and it's. So yeah, when you want to watch those dramas, you know that, that that's there. But again, the, the way I look at that is like this is Holly, Hollywood never gave it awards; they never won anything, and it was almost like this is this is too real. Like 
Yeah, you guys, yeah, and you guys aren't even sensationalizing. This is real. Mm. So, um, but I, I another serious show I thought was Breaking Bad. I thought that was a good one. It was a little tough to push through at first. Uh, yeah, I here early on it's tough, but it gets. Megan was we watched the uh, that Hot Ones on. Uh, it's on YouTube. Yeah, but Brian Cranston was just on it for the second time, mm. so she's like, "We really should should go through and watch those." A lot of like, people like Better Call Saul. I haven't. I kind of trailed off of that one, which is the spinoff mm-hmm. or the, I don't know if the spinoff's the right word, but but I thought Breaking Bad was good. I, of course, The Sopranos is something that was great. Even watching, I watched it after Gandolfini died. Like, I think they put it on HBO, all of them mm-hmm. just, you know, out there and um, amazing show. Yeah, that's one, again, I've watched a, a few of the episodes, but never front to back yep. the whole thing. There's certain things, yeah, with those, with the dramas, you got to watch front to back because the story develops. Yeah. Um, with the the um, comedies you can kind of dance in and out of like right. like you said you mentioned always sunny in philadelphia like mm-hmm. to me that that has some of the funniest show like the funniest episodes because they're just so absurd yeah uh but I, again it's you know it's four or five friends owning a bar in philly just a dive bar and just mm-hmm. the shit that goes on right. <laughs> so but complete craziness i thought that was that was a funny uh, the other one too um uh that larry david did that was Curb. an HBO Curb. Yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm. We've watched probably, I don't know, those, but never watched the whole series. Yeah. Every time I watch those, I find myself laughing. Just, yeah. you know, just his humor kills me. Yeah. I, I love that shit. Um, but yeah, never front to back. Um, going back to the true crime stuff, like uh, one of my favorite movies that's not a comedy um, was the... The Zodiac Killer. Zodiac, the yeah. Zodiac Killer. Was that the one with uh, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, 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 I guess. Like so. that was an awesome movie. Yeah, I love shit like that. Seven. Well, that's not real. But. That's not real. <laughs> um, they also have like um, on Netflix they have like series of true crime mm-hmm. ones where they have that guy who um, they made him rob a bank. He went. He was like a pizza delivery guy. He was like mental, like kind of mm-hmm. had developmental issues in his brain. And they like he was a pizza delivery guy, so they ordered pizza, and you know they made him you know co- go and rob a bank and put like a bomb around his neck, and that was just one Damn. of the many true crime that had actually happened um, things. Um, Netflix has a lot of them. They have the oh, kid yeah. who like went to the Dodgers game. He was accused of murder, but he went to the Dodgers game, and an episode of Seinfeld just happened to be taping that day. And his alibi was like, I didn't commit this murder. I was at the fucking Dodgers game. <laughs> and the Seinfeld cameras caught, caught the him guy <laughs> and, and, and freed him. Because he was like, they, he was yeah. suspect number one, and they yeah. were all sure he did it. But when the murder happened, he was at the Do- at Dodger Stadium, and they Seinfeld cameras just happened to pick him up. It's <laughs> crazy. And he got off because of that. Yeah, hey. You know? There's this so many that's crazy that so much else may have pointed at him and, mm-hmm. and then he gets saved by that random event. You got to watch. I forget what it's uh, called. I yeah, watched the John was it the John Wayne Gacy tapes or something like that. Yeah. That's uh, for for a little while it, it got pretty dark yeah. <laughs> from all my Netflix uh, watching. Yeah, our Netflix too was like making a murderer. Um, did you ever watch that? No, I think I heard uh, too much about it after it, and I heard it was kind of it was very one sided. From, well, the, from the person doing the documentary? Yeah, they say that it was it was slanted too much in favor of the yeah. getting the guy off who was convicted of the murder. Um, but either way, still Stephen interesting. Stephen Avery. Yeah. 
uh, is very interesting. I, I, you know, and some of the what they presented does definitely bring up some doubt as to whether or not this guy yeah. killed the lady. And then there was a series two where they some some attorney who is like a famous criminal defense lawyer takes the case, and she, in my opinion, she proves that mm-hmm. he should be at least given a new trial, but they decline it. Um, and then there was the original, The Staircase, not the remake that they just did. That's going to be like a drama series, but the original docu-series of The Staircase, that was really good. Um, the Amanda Knox thing where the girl who, the American girl who went to college in Italy yeah. and was accused of killing her roommate. Yeah. Um, that whole thing. Uh, she ended up getting off like 10, after spending eight or 10 years, yeah, right. they finally released her and said, no, she didn't do it. Um, she was actually on Joe Rogan too, like several months ago. And just listening to her tell the story of, of all this shit, it's like, fuck me, it's crazy. Yeah. So like, that's the type of stuff. If I'm going to sit down and devote time and yeah. like, I can't, I find it hard. Like Megan's always like, we should get into the, we should try give this a shot or give that a shot. It's like, then you devote 10, 12 hours of your life to something, and you're just like, all right, I don't want to watch this. sucks. Yeah. Ozark was pretty nuts, but again, not not based in reality. Mm-hmm. I think other people liked it a little more than I did. I finally got to the point, like, all right, how much more can happen to this You know, this family? Like, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Like, or, or you guys just want another season. And it was good TV, but it wasn't like, I don't think I bought into it as much as everybody else did. Sure, sure. There's a lot like that. Like uh, before, Kevin Spacey got me too. Like Game of Cards, I think it was called a House of Cards. House yeah. of Cards. Yeah, it was like this must see, and that was about like politics and shit. And it was this is the show you got to watch? Yep. I heard Mad Men was good. My Mad brother Men? Tony keeps trying to get me to watch it, so yeah. I may have to be the next one. There's uh, a lot out there, man. Yeah. Like there's so much shit that could take, like even like Tiger King at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic. I, I watched both seasons of those, and it's fucked up, and I loved it. And honestly, I, I'd watch it again, I think. you know. But it's crazy to think that those places were, were out there. Places like, were out there, uh, and like that main lady, the uh, uh, Carol Baskins, yeah, my and Tiger King, yeah, she's like, she's like 10 minutes from Tony's house, your old house. She was five seconds from my apartment <laughs> when we stayed. That's crazy. <laughs> Like, uh, whenever all the masked people were going to come down, Jesse's like, we have got to go to Carol Baskin's. Yeah. And it's like, shit. They don't do anything public anymore. They're close yeah, to the yeah. public from now on. Yeah. You know, people still think she fed her husband to tigers. So yeah, um, They still put up billboards allegedly. trying to find information on it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There was a news story that I actually saw came out that claimed he was he was somebody had spotted him and he's still alive yeah i think somewhere in south america right yeah. like yeah yeah i think it is pilot's license or something right and, yeah and that's part of the like allure of it it's yeah. like is he still alive or is this bitch kill him like, what happened <laughs> so and they tried having those uh whatever they call them the dogs that can send um you know dead bodies in water and shit like i forget what those dogs are called but they had yeah. those go that was part of i think the second season that came out about that, but the whole thing, I loved yep. every second of it. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. That's the type of shit I'm into, I guess. Yeah. I, 
There's plenty of stuff out there to keep them, you know. Yeah, and, and, it's out there and it's good. And in my opinion, movies ever since the pandemic started, when they stopped making movies for a while, now when they do make movies, I don't think that they're made as like this big blockbuster go to the theater and see it type. I think they're they almost stopped that model. They're like ended. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't. I can't tell you the last movie I watched. And exactly. I don't watch a lot of action movies. You know why? Because they stopped making good ones. Well, they just make action movies, <laughs> superhero movies. And yeah, and that's it. They kind of stopped at a few of the Batmans and, a f- and Iron Man. That was about it. And like, Actually, Deadpool was pretty funny, too. Deadpool's good. Deadpool's always going to be a good one. <laughs> I think we should, uh, we should cut this one now. What do you think? Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> We really didn't bring anything new to the table. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, we're just the same movies we watched over and over again. Oh, this we got some a fun shows. Episode. This is a fun episode. Oh, yeah, we got some stuff we got to go home and watch. Yeah, I got to go home and watch. <laughs> you just have to turn around and watch. You got to go watch Tiger King now. Oh no, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the, is the second one. Worth it? Oh yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Right. If you know all of the shit from the first one, you absolutely have to watch the second one. Okay, homework. All right, I'm on it. We edit that one out? Yeah. I haven't swung a bat in years. But I used to be that that I used to be a good hitter. My twelve when I told you our our, You do uh, you do your drag bunt. I'll do my drag bunt. You wanna catch him with your hands? We could catch. You could try? Okay. We had nets. Why why you fucking use your hand when you have a net? That's how I knew crowd fishing. (laughs) Thank you, beer. Yeah, hops clouds the memory. You're delicious, but you (laughs) fuck up my memory.